Section five of Confessions, volumes one and two. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Martin Geeson. Confessions, volumes one and two, by Jean Jacques Rousseau. Anonymously translated. Section five i had already become a redresser of grievances there only wanted a lady in the way to be a knight-errant in form this defect was soon supplied i presently had two i frequently went to see my father at nyon a small city in the vaudois country where he was now settled being universally respected the affection entertained for him extended to me and during my visits the question seemed to be who should show me most kindness a madame de vulson in particular loaded me with caresses and to complete all her daughter made me her gallant I need not explain what kind of gallant a boy of eleven must be to a girl of two-and-twenty. The artful hussies know how to set these puppets up in front, to conceal more serious engagements. On my part I saw no inequality between myself and Mademoiselle Vulson was flattered by the circumstance and went into it with my whole heart or rather my whole head for this passion certainly reached no further though it transported me almost to madness and frequently produced scenes sufficient to make even a cynic expire with laughter i have experienced two kinds of love equally real, which have scarce any affinity, yet differing materially from tender friendship. My whole life has been divided between these affections, and I have frequently felt the power of both at the same instant. For example, at the very time I so publicly and tyrannically claimed Mademoiselle Vulson, that I could not suffer any other of my sex to approach her, I had short but passionate assignations with a Mademoiselle Gauton, who thought proper to act the schoolmistress with me. Our meetings, though absolutely childish, afforded me the height of happiness. I felt the whole charm of mystery, and repaid Mademoiselle Vulson in kind, when she least expected it, the use she made of me in concealing her amours. To my great mortification, this secret was soon discovered, and I presently lost my young schoolmistress. Mademoiselle Gauton was in fact a singular personage. She was not handsome, yet there was a certain something in her figure which could not easily be forgotten, 
and this for an old fool i am too often convinced of her eyes in particular neither corresponded with her age her height nor her manner she had a lofty imposing air which agreed extremely well with the character she assumed but the most extraordinary part of her composition was a mixture of forwardness and reserve difficult to be conceived and while she took the greatest liberties with me would never permit any to be taken with her in return treating me precisely like a child this makes me suppose she had either ceased herself to be one or was yet sufficiently so to behold us play the danger to which this folly exposed her i was so absolutely in the power of both these mistresses that when in the presence of either i never thought of her who was absent in other respects the effects they produced on me bore no affinity i could have passed my whole life with mademoiselle vulson without forming a wish to quit her but then my satisfaction was attended with a pleasing serenity and in numerous companies i was particularly charmed with her the sprightly sallies of her wit the arch glance of her eye even jealousy itself strengthened my attachment and i triumphed in the preference she seemed to bestow on me while addressed by more powerful rivals applause encouragement and smiles gave animation to my happiness surrounded by a throng of observers i felt the whole force of love i was passionate transported in a tete-a-tete -tete, i should have been constrained thoughtful perhaps unhappy if mademoiselle vulson was ill i suffered with her would willingly have given up my own health to establish hers and observe i knew the want of it from experience if absent she employed my thoughts i felt the want of her when present her caresses came with warmth and rapture to my heart though my senses were unaffected the familiarities she bestowed on me i could not have supported the idea of her granting to another i loved her with a brother's affection only but experienced all the jealousy of a lover with mademoiselle goton this passion might have acquired a degree of fury i should have been a turk a tiger had i once imagined she bestowed her favours on any but myself the pleasure i felt on approaching mademoiselle vulson was sufficiently ardent though unattended with uneasy sensations 
but at sight of mademoiselle goton i felt myself bewildered every sense was absorbed in ecstasy i believe it would have been impossible to have remained long with her i must have been suffocated with the violence of my palpitations i equally dreaded giving either of them displeasure with one i was more complacent with the other more submissive i would not have offended mademoiselle vulson for the world but if mademoiselle goton had commanded me to throw myself into the flames i think i should have instantly obeyed her happily both for her and myself our amours or rather rendezvous were not of long duration and though my connection with mademoiselle vulson was less dangerous after a continuance of some greater length that likewise had its catastrophe indeed the termination of a love affair is good for nothing unless it partakes of the romantic and can furnish out at least an exclamation though my correspondence with mademoiselle vulson was less animated it was perhaps more endearing we never separated without tears and it can hardly be conceived what a void i felt in my heart i could neither think nor speak of anything but her these romantic sorrows were not affected though i am inclined to believe they did not absolutely centre in her for i am persuaded though i did not perceive it at that time being deprived of amusement bore a considerable share in them to soften the rigour of absence we agreed to correspond with each other and the pathetic expressions these letters contained were sufficient to have split a rock in a word i had the honour of her not being able to endure the pain of separation she came to see me at geneva my head was now completely turned and during the two days she remained here i was intoxicated with delight at her departure i would have thrown myself into the water after her and absolutely rent the air with my cries the week following she sent me sweetmeats gloves etc this certainly would have appeared extremely gallant had i not been informed of her marriage at the same instant and that the journey i had thought proper to give myself the honour of was only to buy her wedding suit my indignation may easily be conceived i shall not attempt to describe it in this heroic fury i swore never more to see the perfidious girl 
supposing it the greatest punishment that could be inflicted on her this however did not occasion her death for twenty years after while on a visit to my father being on the lake i asked who those ladies were in a boat not far from ours what said my father smiling does not your heart inform you it is your former flame it is madame christin or if you please mademoiselle vulson i started at the almost forgotten name and instantly ordered the waterman to turn off not judging it worth while to be perjured however favourable the opportunity for revenge in renewing a dispute of twenty years past with a woman of forty end of section five recording by martin geeson in hazelmere surrey